0: hosting for two blokes talking tech proudly provided
1: by web central now it's time for two blokes talking tech there is a lot going
0: on in technology as always follow information
1: about technology
0: They're fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone isn't it the speeds on this thing are amazing
1: two blokes talking
0: tech very nice snappy performance it's a good fun. Yeah, there's a
1: few pros and cons with this with travel on now my advice to people who like this kind of service is and Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au I
2: really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk
1: about on two blokes talking tech. This is two blokes talking tech.
0: That's it. That's what it says on the box. Two blokes talking tech. I'm Trevor Long from TechLife.com, and we talk tech each and every week with the other bloke, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Good evening, Trevor. How are you going? Excellent. All thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear netgear.com.au. This is episode 62, and there is always a lot to talk about, so let's not delay. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you and I received a letter in the mail, which on its own and without contact with the rest of the world... Might be a bit weird. It was a black yeah. envelope, black bit of paper, white or silver writing. "Dear Trevor," or in your case, "Dear Stephen," wake up. And
2: um, I thought it was actually you that sent it. <laughs> to be <G up>, Trevor. <laughs> That's a good uh, one. And then when I discovered that you'd also received one, I knew that uh, was wasn't the case. Yeah, we, maybe <laughs> it could it could have been the bloke that won the award. Anyway, <laughs> then we're driving,
0: I'm driving around the city. <laughs> I'm driving around the city and I see a big billboard, black billboard, with two words, wake up on it. And I'm going, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Now, a lot of hype about this thing and a lot of talk about it, to be honest, on on social media. We also
2: mentioned the the hype, the billboards. What about the big protest outside the Apple Store, the flash mob outside the Apple Store, and and two massive coaches Mm. completely decked out in black tinted windows, just says, wake up, and all these people spill out in front of the store with placards that say, wake up.
0: So, very clearly, very clearly, a marketing uh, stunt. And and the early rumors were that it was Samsung because the Galaxy S2, uh, sorry, the Galaxy S3 is coming out soon. And we thought maybe it was, uh, you know, the beginnings of of that campaign. Now, Mumbrella, which is a really big and popular uh, marketing website, um, got onto this obviously because they, they were seeing the same things as we were. Um, and they they had talk about the Samsung thing and they had the Samsung denial. So for Samsung yes. to deny it, you know, started opening up all these can of worms. Anyway, uh, a bit of investigation into a, a wake-up website was, was showing that it was registered to research in motion, which is BlackBerry. And since then, in the last kind of two days, we've had pretty much official confirmation that it is BlackBerry. Down to the point where um, Nate, Blur, Nate Burr is that his name? Who's a blogger, a video blogger who you new know, featured his, his video. His nickname. Is. That's it, Bluntie. You featured his video on your your particle um, at TechRadar did everybody because he was at that that s- protest at the Apple store where this big bus turned up. You know what a genius he he was there. He captured the vision four hundred thousand well, views. But it, it turns out. Turns out he was paid to be – well, I can't confirm he was paid to be there. He certainly knew it was happening. He was ticked aw- off, was he? he? He was aware of, of who oh, was behind uh, it. He, he was, the whole thing was staged. Now, that kind of stuff takes away from these, these campaigns, but we've got to remember that we're in a very insular little world. The general public
2: wouldn't know half of what I've just said, let alone anything else. Yeah, I think the uh, the whole campaign. Obviously, it's a little stealth little stealth stunt to to keep the mystery rolling. But mm. you know, they're dealing with tech journalists. I think it was MacWorld that did the investigation yep. into the website address and found out it was registered to Research In Motion. Hello, that's uh, a bit of a giveaway, but. Yeah. Um, this is because you mentioned Samsung denying it. Now Samsung, in the past, with their Galaxy Note uh, advertising in the U.S., they did poke a bit of fun at Apple. uh was, I think, the, the ad portrayed people lining up for the new iPhone and noticing a person with a Galaxy Note on walking past the line. So Apple of Samsung have taken some cheeky pot shots at Apple, and uh, for for Samsung, I come out and deny it. Uh, uh, there was, such was the, the suspicion around the, the, being Samsung was was a big story. I think that's what sort of catapulted the whole stunt even further.
0: And and so Research in Motion or BlackBerry have issued a statement saying we can confirm that the Australian Wake Up campaign, which involves a series of experimental activities taking place across Sydney and Melbourne, was created. Yes, um, was created uh, experiential. Sorry, experiential. Uh, uh,
2: um, what I felt when I got the letter, very yeah, experiential.
0: Yeah, it was created by River Australia. We, a reveal will take place on May the seventh which is monday that will aim to provoke conversation on what being in business means to Australian. now Look, being in business is what BlackBerry is all about, business, business accounts. But oh, it's funny. I work in a, in a very large media organization, and you know, there's a lot of managers, and you know, a couple of years ago, they all had BlackBerrys. I've got to tell you, I look around the table now, and 60, 70% have been switched to iPhones. They have lost massive market share in that area. So okay. I don't know how they're going to dig themselves out of this other than a little campaign's not going to do
2: it. Yeah, well, but what we saw, though, overnight – can we just change gears here slightly, yes. Trevor – was the BlackBerry World, which is an annual event that takes place uh, every year in Orlando, Florida. It's the annual BlackBerry Love-In. They, around the world, journalists gather, uh, and they reveal the latest hot product from yep. BlackBerry. In this case – it's BlackBerry 10, the new operating system, and a prototype touchscreen device. And there's a picture of it on my story on Tech Guide. It is, if you put that beside an iPhone, I don't think people could choose between them in a police lineup. It's I think exactly the
0: same. I think the point, point of iPhone. that device, the point of that device, is really just to show a touchscreen. It's not to show form factor or anything. That's I think, cool. and I think they're probably trying to take a bit of a dig to say that you know it's a very
2: bland design, to be honest. But let's face it, the touchscreen is something BlackBerry has yet to nail. Uh, they're great with with physical keyboards and and those devices but a touchscreen their touchscreen attempts in the past have been failures so let's hope that this optimized blackberry 10 operating system which from the i ran a youtube video on my site i saw the the, the preview the sneak mm, peek yep. and the typing on it which was a critical thing where anyone typing on a virtual keyboard would say yeah it is a tricky thing because anyone who loves their BlackBerry loves the keyboard. I like to if you think – To have the virtual keyboard with these new features, with the word recognition and all that, I think it's a big step forward. I like to think I'm, I'm ably ab- ab- ab-
0: qualified to, to talk about the conversion to BlackBerry because I I, I have always been a we lover of BlackBerry. BlackBerry. I just can't do it now because I love the keyboard. I love the experience of email. But I need to be able to use the apps because, frankly, it's where my audience – and you're the same. Your audience is talking about apps. I need to be it's able to do them. About apps. So, in in, in viewing it, a very quickly to, to wrap up the the keyboard is is basically it's not just predictive but it allows you to complete those words in a very easy fashion. So it knows it thinks it knows what you're going to say. So it gives you it's like a sat nav. You know when you're typing, um, uh, you know um, I'm thinking of a, a, suburb, a suburb, but, or a but straight, Hornsby. Yeah. So, so you you're, you, you type you type H O R in in it while you're in New South Wales and it says and it automatically Hornsby says Park look, or Hornsby. It, we exactly, about. it says Horsley Park or Hornsby. It gives you the option now. With this, it basically puts it on 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 the letter on the
2: next letter, and you just flick up on that letter to to give you that word. It's seems- a good video, that, actually. Yeah, it's great. But you mentioned apps before, and mm. I think the the positive thing that BlackBerry or Research Emotion, the company behind BlackBerry, can take out of it is that there were a lot of developers at BlackBerry World and a very, very positive reaction to what they saw. So hopefully, for BlackBerry's sake, that'll encourage the developers to create apps for the platform and hopefully claw back the ground they've lost to the iPhone and Android, which is massive. A little bit of desperation telling developers
0: they'll guarantee $10,000 worth of sales every, every year or something. So a little bit of desperation there, but look. That it's we'll, a Hail Mary pass, mate, this, isn't it? This time next week, we'll understand whether Wake Up was a waste of time or whether re- Research motion needs to, to wake again. up. Yes, exactly. Two blokes
2: talking tech. Now, we know that the Xbox 360 has had plenty of uh, enhancements of late, and mm. the latest uh, has come across this week, and that is QuickFlix. The movie service has joined the Xbox 360. Now, QuickFlix is already available on a number of tablets, smartphones. It's already available on the PS3 uh, and on some smart TV. So the the Xbox has rounded out the offering for Quick Flicks. The Xbox also has your Foxtel. You've got uh, access to a lot of the latest movies, YouTube, SBS On Demand, ABC iView. So Quick Flicks, the latest uh, edition, Xbox 360. So it's not just about games anymore. No. Wait, what's the time frame on this? Uh, they said within the next, later this year was all they specified. Mm. So I'd say within the next couple of months. So anyone who's got a QuickFlix account, basically it's a, a subscription, like an all you can eat subscription account to watch, to view your movies and TV shows from all the big studios, TV studios like BBC, ITV, HBO. They all make some great TV shows. Uh, Game of Thrones, I'm really into that from HBO at the moment. So that's one of those you'll be able to see. But uh, all viewable through the Xbox 360, if you're a member, and, and viewable through those other devices if when you sign in and view it on those particular devices. Devices as well. And more details on that at techguide.com.au.
1: Two
0: now, uh, there's always innovation in the mobile or the telco space, You know, trying to find ways to, to retain customers, gain customers, expand customers' portfolios, because it's all well and good for, for a company to have you as a mobile customer, but they, but they want your money in every area. Optus announced this week just a simple little thing, but I, I actually do think it'll, it'll work for them because it's, it's quite an in, ingenious offer for a certain market sector. They announced that on, on, on certain mobile and home phone plans you would get 50 gig free home broadband. Now, my summary of it, before you, you tell me the detail, my summary of it is, look, if you sign up to their $89 mobile plan, which is not a bad plan, unlimited calls, unlimited text, and 2 gig of data on the Optus network, you'll get free 50 gig home broadband. And the same applies if you sign up to about a $60 home plan. My issue is that, you know, with a you can have unlimited calls, unlimited text, and 4 gig of data on the Optus network for $39.95, so you're kind of paying another... So that's the price of of, of home broadband. So it's a good deal to bundle, but it, it may not be for everyone.
2: Yeah, you're right. I think uh, it's a very. I've sort of labelled it a pretty aggressive move from from Optus. I think they're uh, they obviously want to claw as much market share as they can in both the telephone space and the broadband space. You got to remember the NBN's coming up, you know, in in, in, the, in the down the track in a few years' time. So the more customers they have on their side to sell them the NBN later on, the better. So I think this will appeal though to, I think older users who may not have a big home broadband account anyway or much mm. ma- data allowance per month. 50 gigabytes for a casual user is heaps of, yes. of broadband. And the fact that Optus are bundling it in with their, their mobile plans, their home phone plans, I think it's a good idea. Um, wh- whether it's uh, – you mentioned Amazim before. Now, the value, I think the $89 plan also includes a phone, we have to mention. True, uh, that, yes. That's part of their timeless mobile plan. So you do get a phone. Amazim is a BYO phone plan. And fifty nine ninety five for the home advantage plan. That also includes unlimited calls. Uh, I think national to mobiles and everything. Yeah, uh, and it's also that includes line rental. So again, very. Very aggressive on, on Optus's part, chuck in 50 gigabytes of broadband. That's $60. You're getting unlimited calls and 50 gig of broadband. That would have cost you $150 three years ago. So. No,
0: it's, it's a, it's a very good. smart move, and uh, I think the challenge for them is selling it. Uh, you know, the advertising around mobile and, and home and broadband plans is very difficult, so um, it'll be interesting to see how they market it because they've got their whole new marketing campaign out there now. But, look, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got Optus on any one platform, um, plan, whether it's your mobile or your home, it's worth picking up the phone to them and saying, look, what what am I what's my usage and what could I do? Because you might find you could be better off with one of their new plans that gives you fifty gig of broadband at home.
1: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
0: Fenneck. And it's thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear netgear.com.au, the place to go if you want anything about your your networking in your home. And don't forget that there's so many devices in your home, even if it's just you and your mobile phone and a tablet and your laptop – that's a lot of devices that can connect to the internet at the same time using your home internet just like we talked about with the Optus broadband just then. It's no no point having this great broadband at home which is normally remarkably faster than your mobile broadband and more reliable because it doesn't have the capacity issues of mobile and you should share that with all your devices and you can do that with great Netgear products. Netgear um, innovates with routers and modems that connect over, over multiple networks. So what happens is in your home you can have two wireless networks one for all your video streaming and one for all your internet surfing which gives you good traffic on the video streaming and a reliable service it's also very interesting to note that if you if you have a a rather large home, perhaps you should look at a, a Wi-Fi range extender from Netgear. And what that does is it pushes that Wi-Fi signal out to the uh, the corners of the house, so that every room has the right internet um, for you on every device. And that's the kind of stuff that Netgear do. Netgear.com.au the place to go for all the latest in home and small business networking.
2: Now, when you mention the name Sennheiser, audio quality comes to mind. They're a very well-respected company uh, in terms of producing excellent headphones and audio products. Now, we all know that audiophiles are a a fussy lot, uh, (laughs) including myself. uh, I'm a big audio fan. But Sennheiser's, I I gave the new RS220s a bit of a road test. Now, the biggest difference with these headphones is the fact that – well, the biggest thing about them is what's missing, and that's that's the cables. Mm -hmm. This is a wireless headphone that connects to a transmitter, so you've got a little transmitter that connects to your sources, uh, both digital analog connections, and it wirelessly streams an uncompressed signal to uh, the Sennheiser headphones if it's line of sight, if you've got a very, if you're out in an open field, I guess hundred meters uh, line of sight. But within my house, I got to about twenty five, thirty meters, and that's through walls and everything. And uh, it, it's still connected, a very good signal. So the uncompressed signal, very high audio quality. So the the headphones quite comfortable to use. They're velour lined ear cups leather padded around the head as well so uh, if you want to sort of get rid of the tangle of cables and just rest comfortably wherever you want to listen to your music this is an excellent product Look, it's it's actually a really nice looking product, and the idea of being wireless is
0: very, very appealing. And I've actually had a lot of calls on your Tech Life about uh, you know connecting earphones or or headphones to televisions because Mm. a lot of the time it's not because they want to watch something different, you know, on two screen, but just because you know the missus might be wanting to be on the phone or you know on the on on the computer or something, and you just want to be able to enjoy your TV or vice versa. So it's a really simple product, but um and Mm. and not bad. Tell me the price again.
2: Yeah, the price, well, I'll, let me just cover a couple of little things. Uh, one downside, the headphones, because they, cause you got to remember the headphones have got the battery built into it. that You can control the volume and the balance and all that on the headphones themselves. Yep. They're slightly heavier than you would expect from a set of wired headphones because right. they've got the battery and all that built in. Now, they recharge when you put them back on the transmitter, which is actually a cradle yes. to to uh, recharge them. Uh what uh, another downside is the price? <laughs> they're they're six hundred and forty nine dollars ah. ninety five. So for look, they're excellent quality. Uh, you know, in all, all across the range, mid range base, pretty good uh, for, for a wireless signal. Excellent, but uh, at that price. Uh, it's a bit high. You'd want to uh, you want to really not have the cables anywhere near you if, uh, if you're prepared to put down that uh, that type of dough. I gave him four stars out of five. Uh, the, the the actual cradle itself, uh, the transmitter's is not small. It needs to be decent sized not only to hang the headphones properly, but to have enough sources on the back to connect all your all your audio into it. But um, overall, four out of five. I, I like the audio quality is terrific. But you know, if it was a little bit cheaper, I think it'd be have a bit more widespread appeal.
0: I was talking on the radio this week about uh, about this topic of who makes more mobile phones than anyone in the world, um, and I, I sort of thought to myself, I, I think if you did a survey, Family Feud style, you know, the survey says <laughs> I reckon a lot of people – would say apple because it's just such a big well-known brand but clearly not the biggest manufacturer of mobile phones in the world very uh, some people would say nokia some people would say samsung very interesting that this uh, this quarter the first quarter of this year samsung took the took the lead took the mantle of the biggest manufacturer of mobile phones for the first time in 14 years, Nokia has dominated mobile phone manufacturing for 14 years, and this and this quarter lost that title. It's a pretty big title to lose, and I would also argue, even though we're both encouraged by what Nokia is doing, it's probably going to be a difficult
2: one to get back. It is. It's a tough one. Uh, the Nokia took over from Motorola way back in nineteen ninety eight, and have hung on ever since. They had massive, uh, obviously, late nineties, er- early in the in the in the twenty first century, they were dominant. But Samsung, this first quarter, they shipped ninety three point five million handsets. That's a thirty six percent increase, by the way, on last year. Nokia came in second with eighty two point seven. Uh, but it, that, that's the total mobile pie. Yep. In the smartphone uh, area, Samsung again, number one. And you mentioned Apple before. Apple came in at number two. So in the smartphone market, Samsung's got 31% market share. Apple has 24% market share. uh, And the the new Lulumi 800, which we've spoken about many times on the program, that managed to sell 2 million units in Q1. It did come out quite late into Q1, but uh, maybe not as encouraging as they'd like, but they've got a lot of ground to make up. I think think, um, – I think the, the issue with, with the
0: Samsung and these numbers is I'd love to see some Apple's and Apple's comparisons. Um, I'm not defending Apple here. I'm just saying that uh, Samsung, are, uh, no doubt, the dominant smartphone player in, in the world, but they make yeah. a lot of little, You've simple... To too. Though, Samsung make about 28 different Exactly.
2: Apple make one. That's my point.
0: Now, they, now in defense, Apple do make three now. They're still selling or the 3GS, the 4 and the 4S. Yeah. But, you know, I want to see this the Galaxy S2 up against the iPhone 4 and 4S. That's what I want to see. I want to see Galaxy what the numbers 3. there are. Right. what I want to see. Absolutely. But in terms of sales comparisons, it, it's a tough one to say that um, that, the, that Apple uh, you know, are losing ground yeah, or anything.
2: This is a worldwide figure. You ask anyone like, – I've I got a good mate down at my local JB Hi-Fi. I ask him all the time, what what are people buying? He says, oh, you can't – every second person buys an iPhone. Yep. So it's obvious that they're in the market, and uh, but you know, Samsung have produced of late. They've produced some great products, the Galaxy Note, which I, I quite enjoy using. Uh, they've got the Galaxy S2 4G now on, on Telstra's uh, 4G network. Galaxy S3 is just around the corner. I think Apple are going to have to step in with the next iPhone sooner than October, which was when they released the 4S last year. Mm. Interesting to see how that battle is going to pan out.
0: Yes, well, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, it is going to be a good year for mobile phones in terms of the, the, the market. The Samsung Galaxy S3 and the iPhone 5 will, um, will certainly change the landscape a little bit, I think, in terms of feature set and performance. We'll have to wait and see. Two
1: blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick.
2: Well, I'd seem to be on audio duty this week, Trevor. The, how we've divvied up these stories this week. I'm speaking about another audio product that I uh, I wrote about on Tech Guide the other day. It's from a company called Scott. Now, Scott is a, a pretty innovative audio company. I wrote about them uh, late last year. They had a wireless speaker system that would transmit from a dock. To a lamp. Now the lamp, uh, the bulbs in the lamp. Rather than you having a normal light bulb, you actually screwed in the lamp speaker that would send Mm. the the signal wirelessly to the speaker. So you can uh, no need to put holes in the ceiling and just replace your light bulb with the speakers. But Mm. the same company has come out with another product called the Egg. XSE100, and no prizes for guessing the shape of the speaker, Trevor. Oh, is speaker. it a square? <laughs> but what it does, though, this is uh, quite a, a interesting little product. It creates a wireless 3D sound. So what... It's got, it's got six speakers placed inside the egg that fire in 360 degrees, give you an immersive sort of surround sound experience, and it's transmitted wirelessly. So you've got your base station set up next to your source. You position the egg in your ideal listening position, uh, and it goes to work, but uh, – it's it's available now. It's five. It's it's going to be $599.95, but there's a fair bit of technology built into it, and good on Scott for keeping it interesting in the audio space.
0: Absolutely, and it's a really nice-looking little, little unit, and you can read more about that. And Stephen's full review at techguide.com.au. Two
1: Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen
0: Now I was a massive fan of Sim City as a kid. Um, I used to play it a lot.
2: Uh, Sim City, Sim City. I, I, on the other hand, had a life. True, but anyway, you continue.
0: (laughs) <laughs> now, now, I mean, it's a very popular uh,
2: I, game. I jest, mate. I, it's a popular game. I played it myself. Yeah,
0: but did you, I mean, you know, Maxis. Not as much as you, but I played it. No, as well. Maxis, who made it, also made a thing called A-Train. Um, there was all these tycoon games back then, Transport Tycoon. I was massively into those things, which has obviously hindered my life generally. But <laughs> but um, SimCity, there was many iterations of it in uh, you know, a SimCity 2000, 3000, all these different things. You can get on the iPad now, and it's a pretty good game, but it always had its limitations. It was. It never really evolved into a true and, and, and beautiful, beautiful simulation of of individual uh, life, apart from the, the spin-off, which was The Sims, which I never really got into. Now, they've, they've released a trailer, and then they've released a whole stack of, you know, gameplay videos, which demonstrate... SimCity's back. It's going to be back in 2013, just called Sim City. And I've got to tell you, Steve, mate, this thing looks beautiful. Now, forgetting the fact that it's not final graphics and all that, yeah. just the just the absolute intricacy of the engine, the simulation engine here, that basically everything from the ground has a water table now. Um, yeah. You know, if you've got a water tower, it can be contaminated okay. by, by by local industry and that can inflict germs and therefore sickness and therefore economic... Yeah. It's, it's quite amazing how detailed it goes and Absolutely. anyone that's into it should have a good look at these videos from from EA Maxis.
2: Yeah, right. Because those sort of games that have been around for a long time, they were popular even when they were low-tech versions. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, that, yeah. now that the tech is really obviously advanced so much those games uh, have been enhanced and that's a perfect example SimCity uh, being able to use it. I'm waiting for them to reintroduce Pac-Man for some kind of high tech version but it's um, a great example of a, a sort of back to the future kind of approach for a classic game brought into to today's using today's technology is going to be terrific I will fly anywhere in the world to be one of the first to play that
0: game I love it I look forward to it and um, fishing for a junket everyone <laughs> yeah. from my love of City to Stephen's love of shooting people Two talking
1: tech You're listening to Two
2: blokes talking tech
1: With Trevor Long And Stephen Fennig
2: I should clarify, my love of shooting people involves uh, a <laughs> joint in my hand, not a real gun. It's uh, Call of Duty we're talking about, and today, uh, this is Wednesday, we're recording. Today, the, we saw a reveal trailer for Black Ops 2. Now, that was the game that was re- released at the end of 2010. The original Black Ops went on to, as all Call of Duty games do, went on to become the biggest entertainment release of all time, uh-huh. made billion dollars in 15 days, whatever it was. The reveal trailer, Black Ops 2 shows some amazing graphics, such such movie-like animation, movie-like gameplay. Uh, and th- th- one of the uh, scenes that you see in the reveal trailer, there wasn't much you can glean from the trailer. I think there's going to be some more detail released later this week. But Los Angeles on fire uh, in the midst of this massive battle. So Black Ops was set back in the 60s, you may recall. Mm. I think Black Ops 2 is going to be probably set in modern day. So uh, – Call of Duty fans, I think it's out 13th of November uh, this year. So prepare yourselves to go to battle once again. Strikes
0: me as a, a series that, that, that plays on like the Kiefer Sutherland uh, 24, which is just it, it evolves. It's a different yeah. place. It's a different time. It's it's a pretty pretty popular series. And I love the fact that you put they put trailers out for these things. It really mm-hmm. is. It's the movie world in game time. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You've got to
2: build the hype somehow, Trevor. Look the, at you. They've got you excited about Sim City,
0: Mate. You. So Call you, of Duty, hello. I'm nowhere near a big, as big a fan of SimCity as you are of Call of Duty Black Ops. But anyway, um, you'll be the man that's front of the queue for that one if it's uh, if available on, on day one. Two
1: blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long.
0: Now we talked a few weeks ago about Logitech releasing a, an AirPlay speaker so that you could actually wirelessly stream um, from your iPhone or iOS device to this speaker. I, I got my hands on one uh, last week, and I've got to tell you, mate, this is a stunning-looking device. You pull it out of the box, it's about 50 centimetres wide, 17-odd uh, centimetres tall, and it curves around in a real elegant and, and I've got to say, beautiful design and, and good quality design too. Like, it's not cheap uh, plastics or anything being used yet. I mean, they might be cheap, but it certainly doesn't look it. Blocks, eh? It is. It's a premium product. It's got a pop-out iPhone dock on it, but you know, once you once you sync it up and get it on your on your wireless network, you, you're free to AirPlay just as you would to any other Apple TV device or AirPlay device, essentially. And it oh. works really well. Now, I am not an audiophile, but as an average consumer, I thought the sound was excellent. Um, I, you know, it's got uh, two ports portholes on the back, which you know provide a little bit of um, extra sound uh, performance. But broadly, j- just a really nice quality sound. It's not a hi fi stereo replacement or anything like that. It's just a really nice thing to have on a mantle, or you know, perhaps a, a, a tall boy in the bedroom, whatever it is, to give you music in a room um, without having to hook your iPod in there. Because then the thing about this is, you can be sitting in bed reading emails, or sitting on the lounge reading emails, and the music can be streaming to the other side of the room. It's a really so you see, simple it's thing. It's
2: AirPlay, isn't it? It uses.
0: That's right. It uses and AirPlay, it's got an app as well. Yeah. So the app, the app comes. You know, as soon as you plug it in, it downloads. You sync it up, and you can control the bass and treble and all those things from the app. Um, but then AirPlay works directly from any any of your audio streaming. Applications sort of in on the, the iPhone Sonos
2: ballpark it, or is this sort of more an entry level? <laughs> well, here's sticky.
0: the problem with it. Here's the problem with it. It's it's expensive. It's 4.99, and well, and I think um, I think when you compare it to a Sonos, the problem with Sonos is it's a complicated system. You've got to have many components. You know, in terms of the the the, the, the zone needs to start with a component. Um, yeah, this is just, that, yeah. this is just a single device out of the box. Five minutes you're operating on AirPlay, so okay. it might not be Sonos quality, but it certainly is in terms of look and design. And I think that's what a lot of people want with this kind of uh, lounge room speaker setup. So check it out, Logitech Air Speaker is what it's called and it'll be available very soon from Logitech. Um, This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.
2: Now, Doro is a Swedish company that's m- probably famous for making cordless phones. They're, they're, they're pretty big in the Australian market, cordless phones within your home, but they've actually produced a mobile phone designed especially for seniors. Now, the uh, the Phone Easy 615 is a flip phone, a clamshell phone that's got your large display with large text, so easy to read. Large, concave keys, well-spaced apart, easy to read also for your text messaging, uh, designed for older users who, let's face it, all they want to do is make calls, send a few texts yep. uh, and have these features at their disposal. Now, so many people have – it's very difficult to find a phone of this type now with all the smartphones that are available. And people who do end up buying the smartphones, a lot of them ha- use hardly any any of their features. So this is a really good option for someone uh, and obviously designed for an older person who wants just to make a simple calls, text, simple device. It's also got on the security side, it's got an in case of emergency call button as well. Uh, it's also compatible with a hearing aid, so you can tune your hearing aid into the phone. So when you get a call, you can actually hear it through your hearing aid. So designed especially for our older users who want to stay in touch uh, with their, have a mobile device by their side. The hearing aid component tested exclusively by Stephen Fennec. You're
1: listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen.
0: I jest. Of course he hasn't got a uh, hearing aid. The man has 20-20 uh, <laughs> hearing. What's the, what's the hearing equivalent of 20-20 th- vision?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Let's but, find uh, out. I've got 20-20 vision as well now. Yeah. I had uh, laser surgery a few years ago, yeah. so I do have 20-20 vision now. I'm hearing a, is pretty good as well,
0: though. I'm, I'm a natural No, no, no laser required here, but I will lose it quickly. Look, quickly to wrap up, um, Skype, very quickly, is now available on the PS Vita, the PlayStation Vita and the Windows phone, which is just, it's kind of the the expansion of Skype that we expect to see uh, after the the Microsoft acquisition, um, and and it will continue to grow um, as a a platform. You've got the Facebook integration, all those things, but they're just trying to get it on all devices so that, um, you know, it it becomes more usable. So Skype, now available on PlayStation Vita and Windows phone. Um, You know, if you're into it, and you love Skype oh, I've got to be honest I don't use Skype a lot but um, maybe one day more people in my family or something will start to
2: use it and this sort of stuff will become more relevant um, I think thereafter sort of they want to get they want to they want to make themselves available on whatever device you're on you can use Skype I think is the point of, of this, this little segment here with Vita Windows Phone you, as you mentioned Windows Microsoft dropped 8.5 billion dollars to claim Skype yeah. so it's a natural it's going to go on Windows phones but no matter where you are you want to connect on Skype you can do it on virtually any device
1: you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. And it's all thanks to the good people at
0: Netgear, netgear.com. You connect with innovation for anything, modems or routers. Check out Netgear. And thank you, mate. That is episode 62 in the cam. We'll talk again next week and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have woken up to ourselves by then.
1: <laughs> thanks, mate. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long.